past beach volleyball with Triborn and Travis Mwerder, and we are going back across the country today with uh, a really fun guest uh, in the middle of the college beach season, which uh, thank goodness we get to have one again. And we'd like to welcome to the show, Miss Kristen Nuss. Hello, happy to be here. Happy to have you on. Stoked to have you on. It's been um, it's been so fun to watch how good not only like LSU's gotten as a program, which you guys are are a beast, but how good you've gotten as a player. It's so fun to watch you play, and especially like this summer after you guys had your season taken away last year, and then you and Taryn just made up your own season. You're just like, yeah, we'll go to uh, Tennessee this week, and we'll go to Coconut and play in six inches of standing water, and we'll head out to Atlantic City. We'll win that one too. It was it was fun to see you guys just uh, making do despite COVID. Yeah, we definitely just wanted to kind of make make the most of the situation. Like we were, we both, we went into quarantine and we were like both just like, well, we're kind of over just sitting here doing nothing. <laughs> and they had tournaments and we were like, let's do it. And we just kind of just rolled with it. And it was super fun and very fortunate that we were able to go do that in the midst of everything. Um, but yeah, definitely exciting and definitely excited for our LSU beach program. I think it's funny me and uh, one of my fellow seniors, Olivia Powers now organized. Uh, we, we listen all the time at practice. We hear the song started from the bottom by Drake and it like comes on and we're like, man, this program, we really started from the bottom. Uh -huh. <laughs> and it's, like, oh, it's like every time it comes on, we're like, yeah, that's our song. Like, I feel like that definitely is uh, LSU beach volleyball, like in a nutshell. Yeah. Louisiana beach volleyball in general, for sure, started from the bottom. <laughs> how is uh, how is the competition um, compared to the college game when you were playing in those uh, events down in Florida? I think it's pretty – I mean, obviously the college game is – definitely a little mm. different compared to like professional um women players um a lot more like right. and everything but i think it's pretty like it's awesome how the ncaa is really just like building i think it's creating a great like foundation for the professional level because you are competing against like top level beach volleyball players and then so it's really like it's the same but like a little different but pretty much i think the college level is like really top notch especially it has grown obviously very fast over the past couple of years i think we've seen yeah that. i agree i mean we we kind of talk about that a lot go ahead trap yeah I, I think like the college level is basically on court one which is where you've played since you were a freshman i mean that's basically the a professional tier of players i mean you have you have to play against tina mm -hmm. gradina who is literally winning FIVB tournaments and going to the Olympics. You have to play against people who have played main draw, if not even on a Sunday on the AVP. So it's basically, and, and like even in Nashville, I mean, you guys played against uh, Emily Stockman and Kelly Kalinske in the finals and you won, which I think should be noted too. So you, like you're playing at that level pretty much every week. Um, and I saw you, you had a nice win over Molly McBain and Elena Chacon, uh, Florida State's ones. That's a good team. Yeah. For sure. They're so consistent. Like, whew, they're good. <laughs> when I, I kind of want to know, like when you were getting recruited out of high school, so you were like, you won basically everything there was to win in high school. What three state championships indoors, you were like Gatorade player of the year. Um, 
what was the the vibe like getting recruited to go play beach at that time because i know now obviously it's it's a pretty big thing to get recruited to play beach it's the fastest growing sport in the ncaa but at the time was it an ncaa sport or was it still kind of that weird abca not quite ncaa it was definitely the weird a little bit but i think my it was like my junior or senior year i think it became ncaa I should probably know that, but I don't know the exact <laughs> became NCAA. Um, but my recruiting process probably looks way different than anyone else because I really I didn't even like know what to do as far as like how to even like get my name out. Like right. I really just started playing beach volleyball, just kind of like jumped into it. Um, my like best friend uh, in high school, Megan Davenport, she was just like hey, you want to go, like, play in this uh, beach tournament? And we are like, sure. We went and played. We got, like, destroyed by the women. Like, they were, like, older women. And we had, like, no idea. We went into it and we were like, oh, we're probably, like, we're probably going to win this. Like, they're pretty old. Like, <laughs> and absolutely, yeah, like, I think we maybe got, like, four points or something. Like, it was, like, <laughs> um, wait, sorry. Just, that was a quick story. Recruiting. So, um, I had no idea what I was doing. Like, so Megan would make like highlight films and she would like kind of put me in some of them and she would send them out. But I really only talked to Russell Brock. I only talked to our head coach and he saw me at like a showcase thing that was at Coconut Beach. Um, and my brother, funny, fun fact, my brother actually played with Russell um, in the okay. like, tournaments at FUDs and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw all these jokes because my brother was like, hey, like, you should check out my sister, like, as a joke, like, to try and, like, uh, come play at LSU. And Russell was like, I get texts like that all the time from, like, dad saying, like, oh, you should look at my daughter, blah, blah. So he was like, and then I saw Pete, my brother, he was like, I saw your little sister. And I was like, whoa, okay. We won her. <laughs> so, sorry, long story short, literally didn't talk to like any other programs and I would not have gone to any other programs honestly from Louisiana always wanted to play at LSU so the timing of everything was just perfect and it kind of just all fell into place sorry that was a long rant I'll we'll let you rant all day here Chris yeah, that's, a, that's what this podcast is for <laughs> I don't even yeah. know if it made sense kind of jumped around but you got it <laughs> perfect I'm the king of rants <laughs> i love whenever i get to go down to new orleans just how much pride there is in like the local community and the local school because i feel like you get that in the south and on the east coast but on the west coast there's just too many options because mm -hmm. if you live in in california you could root for like 15 different professional teams and want to go to 15 different big division one schools but in maryland we literally just had the university of maryland that's like where you wanted to go and i love going back to new orleans because everyone in that whole city is all about LSU and all about the Saints. It's fun to be in a place with like that much pride. Oh yeah, it is awesome. So definitely be an LSU athlete. It's pretty cool because I mean, everywhere you go, people just think you like walk on water. You're like, whoa, LSU athlete, wow. Um, so it's pretty cool. And I definitely wear, wear the LSU across the chest with pride for sure. And LSU athletics wow. as a whole are coming up. I mean, you got, you guys were number one ranked last year before COVID, which uh, I want to get to, but then you had uh, Joey Burrow winning the Heisman and leading an undefeated national championship season. The, the basketball team was pretty good. It's probably got to be a pretty fun time 
to be in Baton Rouge right now. That the football national championship run was pretty cool to just kind of like be around campus, be a part. Like we would go to the dining hall and we would go, we were like, we're eating uh, dinner with Joe, Joe Burrow. (laughs) (laughs) Like it was a pretty, it was a cool little whirlwind for uh, LSU. Yeah. And so last year you guys were ranked number one for uh, first time in school history. You were ranked number one, right? That is correct. And so, I mean, when you guys had the season stopped, like, did you, could you sense that it was kind of coming when it did get stopped? Cause like, you were in what Hawaii? We were in Hawaii the first weekend. Then we came home, I think for a tournament, then went to TCU played in a tournament. And then okay. we were supposed to be playing in a home tournament that following weekend. And I'm be I like, I had no idea. Our, one of my teammates, Tony Rodriguez, um, her boyfriend she kept like telling her stuff and she would like tell us stuff in the locker room. We, we'd be like, Oh no, like that's not going to happen. Like we were just like, so like, Oh no, like never going to happen. And then it happened. <laughs> <laughs> it for sure caught, like I was caught off guard. I did not expect it to be like to this level. Um, yeah. Yeah. Definitely was a little blindsided by that, even though it kind of was like a little progression, I guess. How did you, um, how did you spend most of, uh, um, cause I know for us, we were kind of, it was the same thing. We stopped fully, but then we all kind of had to decide how are we going to go about our business for the next, I mean, I felt like we only knew like, okay, three months, we're not going to play or, you know, mm-hmm. it kept extending, but like, how did you go about your free time? Like the first let's just say a month to three months. It was weird. I was one, our season being cut short. Like it was like one, it was like heartbreaking, but it was also like motivating. So like that, like one to three months when we had to like go back home and we had to be in quarantine and like literally just not leave the house. I was probably like the most motivated I've ever been. I would like work out like twice a day because it was like all I could do. I would just be like, look, I would look forward so much to my workouts because I was like, yes, I get to go do something. Like <laughs> I would like, I would force my brother who he plays volleyball, but not really. I'd like force him to like come pepper with me outside just so I could like touch the volleyball. Um, but it really was kind of like the most like, yeah. motivated I've ever been like in my life. And it was crazy because I was just stuck at home. It's, it's such a bummer because like, it was so fun to see so many different teams get so good because I mean, the the East hasn't won a a national championship yet. I mean, you guys were ranked number one and beating everyone there was to beat USC was a little bit down Florida State was playing really good ball. And it was so good. It was so fun to see like such parity in college. Mm -hmm. Um, But then you guys, everyone stayed right. I don't know if you guys didn't lose any starters. Did you? No, we did not. We originally, um, we had six seniors. Originally, four of them came back. And then the other two were like, we can't, like, we can't not come back. So they came back this semester. So they weren't here last semester, but now they're back. Okay. We're we're all back. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. And the the addition of Taryn. So I didn't realize... I, I like I knew I'd heard Taryn's name and I knew that she was playing very well on what court four mm-hmm. last year sandbaggers <laughs> putting no. Taryn on court four 
the jump that Taryn has made from then to now is it's crazy because I think like me she went home and was just like so motivated and Taryn is for sure the type of person that she is going to become the best she can possibly be like and she will strive for that and that was what she did like she took a massive jump from then to now which is it has been awesome to watch and kind of be a part of honestly and i mean so try for for references sake taryn <laughs> she's what six four Kristen. yep and like fantastic ball control the first time i saw taryn play was actually at that rainy tournament at coconut which a rainy tournament at coconuts and <laughs> <laughs> that's redundant um the one where i played with maddie and i was like geez all right so that's taryn okay she's legit she she's very very good and you guys yeah. as a team are fantastic yeah it's also crazy because she obviously she's so good right now but she still has so like so much room for improvement which is it's just like wild like every single day i'm just like wow like, it's crazy. <laughs> like so much more potential and she's already like insane i feel like that's it says a lot it says a lot that i mean i feel like it's it's a reoccurring pattern that you hear the players that are going to be good long term and that are going to really grow are the ones who stepped out in covid and were like okay i can either take a bunch of time off or i can just go even harder and I, I don't really know why but i'm just gonna go and those are the those are the players that you're gonna see in the next in this season and the next that, that are gonna make those strides i feel like it was like an opportunity for players to separate themselves and they got an option hey you want to go do nothing because you have an excuse to do nothing or you can do a lot and you have no reason to do a lot and and it's kind of like it, it was like a bait for people to take. And um, I mean, you take someone with that kind of physical talent and abilities and then put that work ethic and consistency behind it. And um, sky's the limit for you guys. Yeah. Wow, that was a nice little analogy there. I like that. Rant. There's my rant. Dang. <laughs> I had to go on one rant. <laughs> but I think uh, like one of the hallmarks of the LSU program for a while uh and we've had russell on i think once or twice but um is how good lsu is at player development um because for a while like it would like russell wasn't getting the the top like the big dog recruits right they were going to the usc's the ucla's the pepperdines um now you guys i, I think are a big enough name where people are like yeah like lsu's our spot but what is it about uh, LSU and, and the coaching staff and culture that allows players like you and Claire and, and Taryn to really blossom into like the number one team in the country that you guys have become. Yeah, I think it's just the, I think we play a little bit of different style than other college teams. Um, you for sure, I feel like don't all the time in college see like the typical bigger block, smaller defender. And that's, you see that literally across the board for us. Um, so it's just that like different style of playing, I think. And our coaching staff, every, each one of them brings like such a different thing to the table, um, which is really unique and awesome to kind of be a part of. Um, but yeah, it's really just, I 
I will forever be in debt to them because they like I came in to college so raw, like never been coaching beach volleyball, no idea what I was doing, and they have made me into the player I am today. So it is literally all credit to them. I will forever be thankful for them. <laughs> well, so when you when you came in, like you said, you just got your ass kicked by the old ladies. Um, that was that was your major experience. Um, how did you learn so fast? Like what? I'm curious to know, like, what drives you? Because it's not like you came into college and you were just losing every single match. Like, you came in, you went straight to court one, and you ended up with a pretty impressive winning record. So how did you learn so fast? And then, obviously, you've picked it up extremely quickly since then, um, winning, like, 30-plus matches a year. Um, It was, again, our coaching staff, especially our uh, volunteer coach, Drew Hamilton. He has literally just taught me everything and I was like I will listen to whatever you say like <laughs> me, I will do it um because he is for sure I mean his volleyball brain is just it's crazy like I love just like talking volleyball with him because I just want to know everything that is up in his head because I just want to be able to do it um but it really was just coming in listening to everything that he was saying and I was like I can I can do whatever you tell me I'll do <laughs> would you say that you gravitate more as a player towards the tactical like strategic side of things or more just on just pure playing ability and instinct I mean not just abilities but like instincts like for example I'm more of an instinctual player and I'm trying to learn the tactical side and be better in that way but I feel like every team kind of needs to have a balance where one player's more strategic what how, how does your kind of brain work in that sense it's I feel like I feel like I do kind of balance and weirdly like I feel like I do I do a lot of okay. like instinctual yeah. um stuff but there's definitely like like the foundation is for sure like technical and tactical type thing but then I build on right. like instincts and stuff right yeah no no i mean for sure every player if you're good you have the fundamentals and all yeah. that instinctual stuff down but like at some point in my career i basically wasn't turning the the tactical part on in my brain so the fact that you're saying you're balancing the two means you have the strategic side down the side that i'm trying to get better at gotcha <laughs> <laughs> with with LSU as a as a team, it's always so interesting to me the the culture in college beach volleyball because while you guys are obviously it's a team and it's a team sport, and me and Tri we've talked about the format of college beach and how that's the best in all of any beach volleyball. Um, it's always still some internal competition of who gets on court one and who gets on court two. Um, and I obviously haven't been around the LSU team all that much, or at least as much as I've been around like Pepperdine, USC and UCLA, but it seems like you guys just have such a good team culture. Um, yeah, and I, I don't know if you could speak on that. No, that's definitely a focus that even the coaches put on, but I think even collectively as a team, like we want to have a great culture, like we want to be a family. And I mean, we are, um, but it's definitely encouraged that obviously it's, we need five pairs we need three out of five to win so it doesn't matter who's gonna go out and do it we just need three of them to do it so it's definitely not like oh the ones are 
so much better and we need them more than the fives. Um, and that is constantly stressed by our coaches and everyone on our team knows it. Um, but it's definitely, I would say it starts with the coaching staff for sure, encouraging it. Well, I've, uh, I'm really curious. So obviously there's always talk every year about certain coaches or teams kind of sandbagging their lineup around so they could like, you know, throw court one, put their best on court two so they could win if, if they were say playing like Tina, you know, they might be like, well, we don't, we're not gonna win that one. So let's just throw it. What do you think of a point system where court one was worth say like two points court two is worth 1.5 court three was one and they staggered it. So there'd be a little bit less of that. I've like thrown that idea around a little bit. I'm curious what a player would think. I'm not a big fan of it because okay. the whole point is the team aspect. And I think doing that, you're bit, you're kind of saying your one spare is more important than your five spare. Right. And I mm. don't think that's the case. You like everyone is just as important. And I really, I think that is the one thing about college beach volleyball is the team aspect team aspect of it and I think that is what all the players love I think if you ask a bunch of people that who are on collegiate teams they love the team aspect of it so that that would be my opinion I would say keep it how it is okay I like but, it that's what I was curious about because I was wondering so I remember I was at one of the AVCA meetings and they were trying to figure out pretty much how to stop coaches from kind of tinkering with their lineup because it's kind of an honor code thing yeah. and uh so i was wondering what a player would think about that but it's a very good answer it sounds like a an answer too from uh from a leader you like you come across i would assume that you'd be a team captain um but would you like would you consider yourself kind of we a natural leader say that again listen we don't do team captains sorry. okay uh, but, but it, natural leader yeah uh, I'd like to say I'm, I'm not really a vocal leader. Um, I would like to say I'm for sure always been a, or I strive to be a leader by example. Um, and I think that's just kind of for sure always been kind of what I've done throughout my life. Cause I've definitely never been like the vocal person. I know I've been talking a lot and going on rants here, but I'm not really <laughs> not usually a, a big vocal person, but yeah, for sure. Strive to lead by example. So I was gonna say, I think from from what I've seen from you in in tournaments and the and the couple matches I've gotten to see you play in college, that you would fit that lead by example mold. Um, it's a bummer. I'm assuming you guys can't come out to the West Coast this year, right? No flying. I think we're actually uh, we're supposed to be coming. I think sometime in April to play two matches uh, at USC, and then the next day we play two matches at UCLA. Oh, awesome. I wasn't sure because I think maybe, well, maybe it's a school by school thing or maybe it's a county thing, but I know that I'm pretty sure Pepperdine can't fly. I think they have to drive everywhere. So I don't know if that was an NCAA wide rule, but I will absolutely be coming out to, if I'm allowed to USC when you guys are up there, that'll be awesome. Yeah. I'm definitely excited. That's going to be a, that's going to be a fun matchup. Trav, you're going to have to drag me up there. I need to get back, back to the, Oh yeah. <laughs> when is it again? Mid-April? Oh, mid-April. Yeah, we'll be gone. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> That's what I thought last time. <laughs> um so in April. Uh, more you, international stuff. 
sorry. Yeah. Uh, there. Well, is that announced, Travis? Um, rumors. There are rumors of international events in April. So uh, if if Try can't come to see you play, that's a good thing. <laughs> well, I hope you're not watching them. I hope you're not there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I tell, nice. you, tell you what is cool though, Kristen, is how good. Uh, I mean, live streaming everywhere, but how good LSU's live stream is and your guys stadium is but i mean hands down by far the best in college beach and try i don't know if you've been able to see either um, pictures or video um but no. lsu has night matches and i remember watching your guys night match against ucla uh either last year oh yeah last year um and you were playing against savvy and abby and it's just so cool like that environment is awesome I can't even explain that night against UCLA. What I will forever remember that. Um, but it's so funny you talk about that because I literally, I think I just posted a picture. I think it was yet last night. Just like we had another, we had a nice little number one versus number two against Florida State. Uh, they beat us. Was, they for sure were the better team that night. Um, but it just hit me. I was like, wow, like I am so grateful to be able to play in this stadium and especially under the lights like it's just it's so surreal and it is for sure the best stadium i i will again i thank lsu so much like just the fact that they gave us that a beach program just like on the rise they were just like here's a the best stadium in the country (laughs) (laughs) it uh it's incredible and i hope everyone gets the chance to to come see it because it's pretty it's pretty awesome how's it try here just want to take a quick commercial break to let you know about a new game called crossnet crossnet is the world's first four square volleyball game so instead of there being two sides of the net there's four sides to the net and it x's in the middle Uh, it's a really fun game and i joined the crossnet team late last year and i've been having a lot of fun with it with my buddies out in hawaii and also here in california uh I've been playing with other pros as well, like Casey Patterson and the Crab Brothers. Uh, But it's not just for pros. It's actually great for all skill levels. In fact, CrossNet is being played in over 10,000 schools to help teach the game of volleyball. So it really is for anybody, and I highly recommend it. CrossNet is now available in Walmart, Dick's, Shields, Academy Sports, and pretty much every other major retailer. So you shouldn't have a problem getting it. Or you can just head to CrossNetGame.com to pick up a net and make sure to use code SANDCAST for $25 off your order. All right, back to the action. You guys know the drill. Wilson Volleyball is our number one sponsor. We love them to death, and we would love it if you guys loaded up on some preseason Wilson Volleyballs because guess what? It's February, and we're thinking that there's going to be a season this year. So with that said, beaches are opening back up. It's time to get some more Wilson Volleyballs at 20% off using our discount code SANDCAST-20. All right, so you can get the best beach volleyballs in the game. I think I saw the German Beach Volleyball League using Wilson Volleyballs, so they're infiltrating Europe. All right, the whole world is starting to realize that no one makes a better ball than Wilson. So get a 20% discount using SANDCAST-20 and load up on some new Wilson Volleyballs today. And now, back to the show. Sounds amazing. Yeah, you should a, definitely, a good, if you're ever in Louisiana, check out 
<laughs> I would love to. Louisiana's been Louisiana's been avoiding me over the years. Like <laughs> for some reason I couldn't make it to all the AVPs and Travis has been in there a few times for the I've been wanting to go to the uh what's it called? The where the national championships were, the the co- um uh what weren't they down there uh well there's golf shores golf shores in oh Alabama. that's Alabama yeah what am I thinking of I don't know Travis has told me about all the spots down there dude it's but, it's it's insane how many places there are to play beach volleyball in just like kind of the, the New Orleans area I mean you got coconut beach mangoes digs LSU oasis right. that's right oasis yeah. yeah there's like five like Dang, that's crazy numbers. yeah <laughs> it's awesome we need, bring, we need to bring it back there not to mention night matches those are like there's just a different vibe and energy to night matches it's definitely one of, like some of my most memorable mat memorable matches are under the lights at yeah, night it just brings some sort of like different feel it's like it's so weird but so awesome i said yeah. i wish the our Florida state game that we had this past weekend, if we would have been able to have like a hundred percent capacity, I really think we would have topped our uh, record from last year against UCLA. Cause there was just so much buzz. Like people are just really wanting to come out and watch LSU beach volleyball, which is awesome and exciting. And you so cool. How many people good, dry. How many people does, well, how many people does the stadium uh, hold? Do you know? The capacity? I do not know that, but I know we set the record for. I can look it up. <laughs> can you? I think try cut out a little. Okay. Yeah. I think we're back, but uh, I'm here. <laughs> can you sleep after night matches, Kristen? Because we had when we were in uh, Doha, all of our matches were 7 p.m. or later. And I couldn't get to sleep till like four or five in the morning. I just get so revved up from playing. And then like mentally, I'm just like replaying all the points and I, I can't sleep to save my life after. Yeah, it's funny you say that when after the our Florida State game, um, it may have been a little incentive because we lost, but I came home and I watched like everyone's film. Like I was just up till like one, two in the morning. Just watching <laughs> film. <laughs> like I got to play tomorrow morning, but can't sleep. So. <laughs> Yeah. I love it. That says a lot. But that's what I want to do, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I got to make myself watch more film. I have to force myself to watch film. I don't know why. I mean, some people learn different. Like I learn from watching and doing, and I don't know. I mean, you learn from just doing over and over and over again. I mean, that's like what you grew up doing. So I don't know. It, I mean, some people like they can watch film for hours and hours and not get anything out of it. I watch it. I watch the same point like 35 times, which like Kristen, I, I feel like we're probably pretty similar in, the, in that aspect. Yeah. I also think it's funny to go back and honestly, some of the points are just so funny and it's just fun to just go uh -huh. back and watch <laughs> I loved your Instagram post of you running into Taryn <laughs> was cracking me up. It, you, yeah. You look so tiny next to her. And so for our listeners, uh, the very few of whom who have not seen or, or heard of you, Kristen's five foot six. Um, and I, have you won more beach volleyball matches than anyone in NCAA beach volleyball? 
I don't think so. I feel like uh, Kelly and Sarah probably, probably, probably are up there. Yeah, because I feel like percentage-wise, obviously, I think that they're the highest. But I think you, just because there's so many more schools now, I feel like you guys just play more, like just volume-wise. I'm not actually sure. I really, I have no idea what the numbers are. Well, so whatever the numbers are, um, you're you win a lot. Um, (laughs) (laughs) and I I think it's, it's especially cool because you're not, uh, supremely gifted in in the height category and yet you're out there and and I've never heard you make an excuse about it. And I'm sure that there are, does it just kill you when people say, Oh, if I had a couple more inches, I could do this. And you're just sitting there like you can do it. (laughs) (laughs) I do. But I will say, I honestly say that sometimes too, because I'm like, man, I was five seven. I probably could have touched that ball. <laughs> my, uh, I, that's something I for sure uh, like. I will being five six. I for sure like to like prove people wrong because everyone for sure looks across the net, especially now playing with Taryn. I make her look significantly taller probably than she is. <laughs> uh, but it's for sure something I'm like. I got to, got to do it for my five sixers out there. Like (laughs) show show people that, that we can, we can be athletic and we can do something. Um, But it's for sure the, the height thing. It's always funny too, because when I'm walking around with Tara and everyone always comes up and they're like, Oh, you, you got to play a sport. And I'm just like, Oh yeah, she does. (laughs) (laughs) It's all the time, but I love it. I, I really, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it. I, I like my five, six. <laughs> That's so funny. Did you, uh, did you have like any sporting, uh, like role models growing up? Um, anybody that you looked up to, I, I feel like I would say Misty, maybe you came to beach so late that I don't know if, if that would be. Misty was for sure. So like, right when I, I feel like right when I got in, it was all like, obviously every defender I feel like wanted to be Misty and I mean I was for sure one of them it was just awesome to watch I think also another beach person that I also when I first got into was Laura Ludwig like watching her play defense was just like whoa like I want to be doing that um so those are for sure my two that I was like I'm big fan but also growing up I was a big uh soccer was like my number one sport when I was young and so the U.S. women's national team I was big fans of like Abby Wambach Alex Morgan they were like whoa like they're cool people (laughs) (laughs) did you uh when you made the shift kind of when beach when beach volleyball took precedent as your number one was that a tough transition to make because I mean you came to it pretty late um, did you play indoor? At yeah, LSU? I played not at LSU. I okay. played on my high school team, but I never was in the club scene or anything because I would okay. play basketball. So I never re- was able to do that. But yeah, I played um, in high school. Okay. And then was it, would you have gone to LSU even if you didn't have an offer to play beach there? I pro- I would have wanted to play some sort of I would have wanted to play a sport I always wanted to um, play at a d1 I never really wanted to go to a smaller school Um, and I probably would have done it for indoor but I obviously would have been like a libero defender and that's when beach kind of 
opened the door where I was like, I can do it all. And that's, again, the timing of everything. LSU, it was like just starting up a beach program. They were looking for people. Um, but I would have went and played probably somewhere else um, if this opportunity wouldn't have presented itself. Okay. I feel like it's with how much, obviously, you love LSU. I feel like it's got to be so fun, not just to be a part of such a good program, but to be like, I mean, you and Claire pretty much laid the foundation for what is now one of the top programs in the country. I feel like that's probably had to have been a pretty cool experience for you and your family um, to kind of see you help build it and for, for what it's become. And it's no easy feat either. I mean, what were some of the, the difficulties of um, helping LSU kind of climb the ladder? Um, at one, I think it's just funny. We always, again, Claire and Olivia, we were, we we're kind of like the um, beginning senior, well, we're the seniors in our class, but the other seniors weren't there like at the beginning. And we just constantly, especially this year, we just kind of started like reminiscing about like different things. And it's just like the, when we would have to drive to Mango's for practice <laughs> when like now, now, and when we would drive, we would practice two to five and we would come home and we would be like right in the middle of traffic time. So it would take us like an hour to get home after practice. And now we like come into our stadium before practice, we get like treatments, we have like heat packs and every single time we're like wow what did we do before this like we would just roll up <laughs> and play volleyball and then leave like just like little things like that it's just like so crazy to like think back on um but it's it's been a fun been a fun ride yeah and like you said started from the bottom and now now you're here i will I mean, you guys had a high bottom. I'll give you credit for that. Your bottom was higher than than most college programs. Um, but how much have you seen the college beach landscape change? Because I think that this year is the most talent that's ever been in college beach volleyball, which helps because we have like 15-year seniors uh, now because of like COVID and red shirts and whatever kind of shirt that they could use. Um, but I just look at like your your guys' lineup. You returned all your starters. and USC not only returned its lineup, but it got like all these new freshmen and it got Tina back and UCLA is pretty much all back and Pepperdine's all back. And it's so cool to see. It's like, geez, like this is like an AVP main draw that's happening between you guys and Florida state. Yeah. I think that's also an exciting thing for like nationals this year, because if you win this year, like, whoa, like, you won like the super nationals, like all these, super, <laughs> all these super teams out there. Right. It's just, it's wild. Um, but yeah. What was the question again? What'd you ask? Just how much you've seen the college game grow oh. just the, as a whole. Yeah. I think it. one, I think it's also a credit to the AVP just constantly um, doing a great job of getting kids wanting to play beach volleyball. And then that kind of trickled down into the NCAA um but it really is awesome just constantly getting it on tv and getting kids to watch that and be like whoa like I want to play that um it's been awesome and I think it'll just like keep growing just like so fast and it's I'm very excited like what five years from now will look like I'm just so excited it's like the opposite of the 
of the NBA bubble where people were talking like it was going to be an asterisk on the championship for the NBA. You guys need an asterisk because it was the super season. <laughs> the super teams. <laughs> you get you get two rings. <laughs> That'd be nice. <laughs> Yeah, but try if if we can get you out to a match this year. I think uh, I think that would be a lot of fun. Both because have you seen this the like a college match live before? Uh, I yeah at SC I've watched okay. SC maybe once or twice. Okay, because it's one it's so fun to see live how good they all are. But it's also like there's nothing better when it's two two down to a third set on like court one or two. Mm-hmm. And like everyone crowds around and it's just like, it's the coolest vibe because then like you mentioned before, Kristen, like that's when like it is a team versus a team and not just two individuals versus two individuals. It's, it's a cool thing to see, especially that's my dream. Yeah. That's my dream to have the, like, to have me actually like the other players on our national team for once. It'd be great. <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> I, I just can't, no, we're all close, but I mean, every time the other team's playing, you have no reason to cheer for them at all. They're they're like your worst enemy, and I think someone on the professional level needs to step up and like under like see what's happening here, and like fans would totally rally around the just the team camaraderie itself. Oh, for sure. I mean, you, we see it with the uh, the Ryder Cup every couple of years for golf. You know, like right, they're individuals like, competing against each other, and then you put them together, like America versus Europe, and it's like, oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're you're not watching Tiger Woods golf, but you're really excited to see his reaction and like who how he's, uh, you know, cheering on his teammates or whatever. You know, I think it'd be cool. But no, I have seen. Uh, I also saw. Uh, uh, who was it? Hawaii versus UCLA or something. I played at Manhattan Beach Pier. Okay. Um, yeah, that was, that was a pretty good one. Yeah, because UCLA always hosts uh, East meets West every year, so it, it, that's kind of like a Ryder Cup feel, where it's the they pit the East right. Coast teams against the West Coast teams. Actually, like Kristen in East meets West, like do you guys root for Florida State to say beat UCLA? Because at the end of the day, you're but you're also competing against Florida State for the East Region spot yeah. in nationals. So you kind of like go East. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, it's a little we like I go back and forth because I do being being from Louisiana and stuff, I'm for sure like even though we're not really East Coast, but represent the East Coast, um, I will for sure say I probably would take I would want Florida State over uh, a West Coast team. Okay. <laughs> you just Oh, uh, that would be so awesome if the if it was like USA teams against say like or Brazil and it was like exactly how the collegiate um, game was run. That would be awesome to watch. Like <laughs> it'd be so cool. I would. I would. That's my dream. When I get like when Sandcast blows up and we get like a million dollar sponsor, we'll make that event happen. Wow. <laughs> so if you're listening. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh yeah so that's the dream but um what are your plans kind of post-college or have you have you thought about it yet um i'm assuming my my assumption would be that you want to play avp since you've already got out and in, in as many qualifiers as you can um and my guess would be that you have some international ambitions but i wouldn't want to assume anything 
Yeah, all of your assumptions are correct. <laughs> uh, want to keep playing and uh, just play everywhere. Um, that is the plan. Does that mean you you would even move out to Cali? Not initially. I will <laughs> be moving back to New Orleans. Um, kind of. I'm trying to kind of do what uh, people don't really do. I feel like uh, that is. kind of trying to stray from the from the norm good i think that's a great idea like it and it's never know it's starting to change a little bit i mean you have a lot of a lot of people are moving out to florida um and starting to train there especially kind of like at the like if if 16th street in hermosa is like where the varsity team practices i feel like the jv team is down in st petersburg right now so it's it i mean it's a really good place to develop it's way cheaper like Andy Benish got like a three bedroom apartment for like 700 bucks a month for seven months. So like, all right, good for you. Can't get that in California. Um, and there's like good training groups and there's tournaments every weekend in Florida, which I mean, you know, it's, it's crazy. When I was down there training for a week before we left for Doha, we had an option to pick between three different tournaments to play. It's like California hasn't hosted a tournament in a year and a half. We have three in one weekend. <laughs> crazy it is california gonna start uh hosting some tournaments i actually i saw uh an email from the cbva that they might start putting a couple on um up in santa cruz i think they got cleared to play um so we'll see that's a good sign yeah they're just dangling the carrot out for us (laughs) so we'll see but um do you know or would you is it going to be you and Taryn, you think, coming out of college to play um, together in whatever the AVP, AVP next, FIVB season would look like? That is for sure the plan. Okay. Because she – yeah. Did you – when she moved in from Creighton, could you tell that she was going to be as good as she's gotten, or has this, like, been startling even to you? No, I – from – her like first year we like really weren't very close but as soon as I like met her I knew she like her mentality is like she's going to do whatever it takes to become like the best player she can be um and I think you can I think everyone kind of knows that like when you initially meet her you're like okay she's she's gonna be good yeah I feel like indoor transfers they're kind of hit and miss like you get some like Taryn that just pick it up like so fast. And then you, you get a couple that, that they don't like quite get there and it takes a couple years, but uh, this has been, it's been a quick turnaround for Taryn. It seems like you guys are just like super close buddies too. It's fun to watch you guys play. Yeah, we do. We do have a fun time. That's, that's for sure. Our personalities kind of fit perfectly. Yeah. What, uh, what does your guys' schedule look like? I know obviously you played, uh, you just played Florida State. Um, what are the next kind of biggies that uh, fans of College Beach can look forward to? We actually get a rematch with Florida State this weekend. We uh, oh, nice. Gulf Shores um, and play Florida State this Saturday. So a nice little, another rematch. Uh, so we'll see. Hopefully it goes a little better than the last time. Yeah. Um, who, who hosts at golf shores is that UAB? Is that their home? I think, 
I don't think they're actually hosting this one, but I know we go back to Gulf Shores um, in like three weekends and they host that one, but I'm okay. not sure who is actually hosting this one. Okay. You just show up and play who you got to play. Yeah. It's <laughs> calendar. I, but don't know off the top of my head. <laughs> you guys, uh, you spent a lot of time on buses. That's a lot of road tripping. Yeah. But uh, bus rides are fun. Yeah. When you got a good team, it's all, it's fun to be around them. Yeah, for sure. All right. So you guys are uh, road tripping this weekend, playing Florida State, and then potentially in California in mid-April? Yeah, I think that's I, – I'm pretty sure it's mid-April. Okay. All right. Well, I'll take a look. And if uh, if me and Tri are, are still here, we'll uh, we'll commit to coming out, if we're allowed. I'd – I doubt fans are allowed, but we'll we'll try to sneak a press pass or something. In. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they would let you in. But Kristen, thank you tons for coming on. I know it is uh, late out there in Baton Rouge, like 940, and uh, we only let you have like eight minutes for dinner. So we'll <laughs> we can let you take a breath. Um but every now and then we remember to ask uh, our guests the the final question of the show. And I think you'd be kind of a, a perfect one to ask given how good you've gotten so fast is that if you had to give uh, one piece of advice to an up and coming beach volleyball player, what would that piece of advice be? Oh, all right. I would say to don't like, don't let anyone tell you, you can't, especially I know, obviously, size doesn't matter. <laughs> um, so all of you five sixers out there, you can do it and keep playing. I love okay. it. <laughs> Kristen, thank you again uh, for taking the time to come on. Loved getting to chat and um, love watching all your success. It's, uh, it's a blast to watch. Great. Great meeting you, Kristen. Thanks for coming on. I'll see you in the player's tent soon enough. Oh, <laughs> for sure. Love it. Cheers, guys. All right. Later.